Great to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you stopping by. There's a lot going on, lots to get to. Full phone lines because people have a lot to say about Alec Baldwin being charged in involuntary manslaughter and the death of Helena Hitchens, or Hutchins, I should say. And um, and all, I don't know the, the producer's name, but he did survive. He, he um, he's, he's all better now, but she was killed. And interesting call from the guy in Oklahoma City earlier where he said, well, listen, that's their job to shoot it at the camera. I don't disagree with that. But it doesn't, I don't think it relieves him, A, from the responsibility of making sure there aren't real bullets in it. Now, I understand there's an expectation that you won't get real bullets. There won't be live rounds. Many people in my chat room have said that physically they are very different looking, a blank, from a real round. So Alec Baldwin could have checked before shooting it. He also should not have been shooting it towards the camera. They weren't shooting anything. They weren't shooting an actual scene in the movie. He was practicing some move with the gun. They kept on saying that the gun somehow um, malfunctioned. That was his excuse. said he never pulled the trigger. And, of course, the testing of the gun proved that's probably not the case. He probably would have had to have cocked it and fired it uh, for this to happen. I don't know why it took over two years. And then the, the DA or the, the prosecutor comes out and says, yeah, nobody's above the law. Well, for two years, he's been out and about, didn't face any charges at all. While these children's mother is dead, this guy's wife is dead, and um, and at least there will now be due process. Maybe he'll be found not guilty. I don't know. Maybe he'll be he'll be found guilty. I don't know. Certainly, if he he was producing the movie, his production you know company was, and certainly he was the guy who's in whose hand the gun was. Why wouldn't there be some responsibility here? We go back to the phone lines. I appreciate you taking the time. It's gonna be Bill in California. Bill, what's going on? Hi. Yeah, good afternoon, Joe. Uh, listen, I'm a special effects artist. Uh, I sound a lot younger, but I've been in this business for 54 years. Holy mackerel. And I've been on a lot of sets. And I've uh, worked with uh, one of the companies, in fact, that rented the gun that John Eric Hexen uh, shot himself with when he was playing roulette with the thing. A blank can even kill you in short distance. And that shattered his skull, and uh, it drove the particles into his skull. Well, I want to stop, stop, stop you for a second, because isn't that the same thing that happened with Brandon Lee? I don't think that was a real bullet either. I think that was a blank that killed him. It may have been. I'm not really up on that particular one. But right. uh, yeah, with yeah. the John Eric Hexham, it was definitely a blank. But gotcha. he put it right against his head playing Russian roulette. Right. Let, me, let me put it to you this way. The National Rifle Association will tutor different production companies on the use of the guns. Alex Baldwin is an SOB that is anti-gun in real life. He blew them off, so they never had an opportunity to offer the training and the schooling for that. So I feel that he got everything that he deserved. And that kind of a gun, a revolver, when you cock it back, a lot of them have hair triggers so that you can be accurate when you fire them with live rounds in them. Okay. If you have to pull the trigger too hard, it will put you off your target. Yeah. So he might have brushed it or somehow you know, hit it with his finger. He pulled the trigger. Alec Baldwin deserves everything that he got. This is a lot like the Twilight Zone disaster where John Landis was responsible for blowing off bigger explosives that killed Vic Morrow and yeah. the two Vietnamese kids in the Twilight Zone movie. Right. And for so those who don't know, uh, yeah, for those who don't know, he was actually decapitated. There was a helicopter crash because of the explosions, and uh, and the safety measures weren't weren't uh, done right there either. It was horrible. Uh, let me ask you very simply about the process. What's the procedure? Uh, you've got somebody who handles the guns and handles the the ammunition, the fake rounds. I don't know why you'd have any live rounds there. Um, and then the armorer takes that gun, hands it to the person who's going to then use it in the scene. What is the responsibility of the person who has it? Like Alec Baldwin, he had the gun. What's his responsibility at that point? Anything? 
if he had the National Rifle Association training, he would have looked. You can look in the end of the cylinder of the revolver, and you could tell the difference on a, uh, a blank. A modern blank is usually ABS plastic with the dome shape that would normally be the lead molded in the shape of the lead. Right. It's cross-cut. It's cross-scored so that when it's fired, it opens like the petals of a flower. That's to keep the gas pressure back as long as possible and to have the, uh, uh, the powder ignite properly in it. And they call them leg savers today because in the old days when you had a shell casing made out of brass and you just had it stuffed with gunpowder and the wadding, the wadding would come out sometimes on the old blanks and it would hit people and burn their legs or right. burn them if it hit them. The modern versions of the leg savers, you could look right into that cylinder and you could see the cross-cut score, the black ABS plastic, the fact that it's not lead, and you would know that it's a blank. Actors should be trained in that. They should be responsible for the last watch on it and also i have been on sets before where for special effects purposes we had certain guns where the um, blanks wouldn't work because there wasn't sufficient gas pressure to work the semi-automatic function so we would put up lexan screens i personally have had to fire guns on a set live ammo we had most of the crew out of the way we never fired directly at anybody we fired into a lexan sheet and uh, with the wood blocks backing it up so in case a bullet got through and for the sake of these certain effects it had to be a real bullet like i said so the semi-auto would operate right. it would uh, kick it back and it would work in the semi-auto uh, mode and and uh we had safety crews and everything we were very careful and uh in this case with rust even if it was a blank and if he was that close to the camera there should have been lexan screens up in front of the they're optically clear they're like plexiglass but they will stop a bullet and or they would stop the wadding right. if you fired the old kind of blanks. From what I can tell, Bill, they weren't even shooting a scene. He was just practicing with the gun. And I have no idea why he would be pointing it at anybody if he's just trying to get a move down. Well, that would have been the camera angle that was required to look like he was shooting at somebody. I mean, it depends on what the uh, direction was on that particular script page. Gotcha. All very interesting information. Thank you so much for calling in. This really, really is uh, startling to hear from somebody who's actually in the business, been doing it a long time, and his take on it. Bill, thank you for that out of California. Open line now, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Jim, Minnesota, what's happening? Hi. Hey, uh, thanks, Joe. Hey, I'm going to take one one word from uh, Rush Limbaugh. I'll just say dittos. No, thank you, man. Mega dittos. Right back at Mm -hmm. you. Okay. Hey, uh, regarding regarding this gun, it's a revolver. Um, I used to train uh, divers in a in a law enforcement agency, and uh, part of the training is we would have to actually put a gun in the water so that the divers could practice recovering them in murky water you can't see. Okay. Cost me five dollars at a welding shop to convert a revolver so I could never receive a live round again. And that's it. And you you could have made it safe, and that would that be the- it. That's right, because we didn't want to take a chance of if we didn't find the gun during our training, somebody else would. Yeah. I was not going to take that chance. The fact that they had live ammunition there, that's a fail. Uh, training all over the country is done all the time with real guns by law enforcement. It's, it's common knowledge. You have double checks, triple checks to make sure nobody's got live rounds there at all, period. And there is no excuse. Uh, last thing, <clears throat> if, if this flies and it's not his fault, can you imagine the precedence that's going to be set for everybody that's got some kid with another kid and he shoots him and says, oh, I didn't know the gun was loaded. Right. It's an open door. No, I think you're right. I think it is with that precedent. Responsibility. 
No, I, I could not agree more. I think that if, if he gets off and if he walks, anybody but everybody who, who is charged with shooting somebody is going to say, I didn't pull the trigger. The gun malfunctioned. I have no idea. They told me it wasn't loaded. I think you're right. I think this would set a very bad precedent. I think there's going to have to be something here. I mean, somebody died. That was an accident. Yeah, but somebody died. I mean, if, if you kill somebody in a car accident, it's still an accident, but somebody died. There, there's going to be some liability there, some responsibility there. If you do it well driving drunk, there's going to be some responsibility there, negligent homicide, or, or, or as they're doing here, this, this involuntary you know, manslaughter. Something, there's something involved here. Somebody lost her life. You can't just get away with it and say, ah, accidents happen. Have a nice day. I, I don't see you, you getting away with that. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, let me go back at it. Let me say hello and welcome to line three is Bill in San Antonio. Hi, Bill. Hello, Bill in San Antonio. Let's go. Hi, right, Bill. Appreciate you. Um, out of uh, Austin, it's going to be Joey. Joey, what's going on? Hi. Hi there. How are you doing? Living the dream. What's happening? I'm glad to hear it. So I have been long on the side of Alex, totally at fault as the executive producer and the guy holding the gun. Yeah. And there was negligence all over the place, apparently. But the thought occurred to me, just listening to you, like if I was at an open gun range and someone came walking over the back burn and I hit him, whose fault would it be? Like the director also knowingly stood in and the producer in front of the line of fire and directed him, point this at the camera and practice shooting. They could have gotten that visual on a monitor or looked at a playback, but she was standing looking through the camera saying, hey, let's practice this move. I want to see what it looks like. Who, who told you that, that? That's what she said. Nobody, nobody said that. He was practicing. They were not shooting anything. I don't know that she, he was pra- that he was, she said Right. That. He was practicing it on his own, trying to get, from what I've read, trying to get this move from one hand to the other or this quick draw or something happening. And he pointed it and pulled the trigger, according to those who are that, charging him now. I've never heard that, that Helena Hutchins asked him to do anything and pointed at the camera. It was my understanding, and I might be wrong, and... But it was my understanding that she was also framing the shot through the camera at that time. I mean, she probably was because she's the cinematographer, but there was not an active even that rehearsal. That makes her knowingly standing. Joey, I don't, the- think, I don't think you're listening. You, uh, you, you actually cut in before I finished. Uh, again, she's the cinematographer. Her job is to look through the camera. There is no indication I've ever heard in any story on this that she said, try that move and point it at the camera. So I think that you're making that assumption. I've never heard that from anybody. Okay, I'll I'll back from my position. I, because I can only work from memory. Yeah, I can't cite the source. Well, we'll, we'll look it up. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up. It being we'll, described that way. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see if that happened. I'll, I'll look it up. I'm not here to say that you're a bad guy for saying that. I just haven't. And again, I I I vault this this stuff. When I hear this information, trust me, my brain is is very very abnormal. I I compartmentalize this stuff and I can go back to it and I can reach for it. I don't remember hearing that she was directing him to practice the move and point it at the camera. Now, during the shooting of this film, was there you know, a happenstance where she said, okay, I'm going to take this shot, point it here. Did the director say, hey, do this and point it there? Yes. And there probably were many shots where you're pointing a gun at the camera, but that gun had to be loaded full of blanks and that gun had to be checked by the person holding it before they fired it that it wasn't going to kill somebody. I feel that strongly. But, Carrie, can, can you look back and see if, because I've I'm never looking. heard anything that Helena Hutchins told him, point the gun at me and shoot. Yeah, I hadn't either. I'm looking. 
Okay, let me know. Okay. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, pags.com Your thoughts when we come back. Stay here. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you. Thanks. Appreciate you stopping by. Harry's tracked down the story of what was happening on the set when the shooting happened. We'll get to that in a second. And uh, we'll give you what she's found out. It's funny. I said my brain is abnormal and the chat room agreed. Yeah, yeah, you know, don't be rude about it. My, my brain is abnormal, though. Y'all are <laughs> awesome. Know, but they're acting like it was for a different reason. I think it's a positive, but but whatever, chat really? room. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I do. Again, now you know that I pulled some stuff out from like 20 years ago. You're like, really? You remember that crap? <laughs> so, I mean, I I, it, it's sort of what you have to do to be, the, to, to be the talk show host when they name the show after you. Carrie, can you sleep through the show, which she does most days? Well, kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I got to get my sometimes. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Heating bills on the rise. You know they are. You're paying a lot more this winter than you did last winter. Been very cold this winter for a lot of you as well. The powerful heating technology used by Eden Pure's Gen 40 heater is already helping thousands of people save money on their heating bills. And Eden Pure, an advanced heating engineering team, got together and said, hey, why don't we do infrared heating? and convective heating in one space heater. And it works really, really well. We've got it in the house. It warms you up in no time. These two technologies work together to heat a home better than your current furnace, boiler, baseboard heat, and other space heaters too. They use two forms of heating technology. They'll heat a room. The Gen 40 makes you feel warmer, faster, and reduces your heating bills. Why not give this a try? Never be cold again. Save money month after month with Eden Pure. And right now, you can get an additional $50 off the Gen 40 sale price when you use my discount code. Go to their website. EdenPureDeals.com. Enter code PAGS50, P-A-G-S-5-0. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code is P-A-G-S, the number 5-0. That gets you free shipping too. EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code PAGS50. Make it happen right now. All right, Carrie, what'd you find out? Uh, I, I didn't remember that she was setting up a shot with him, that the, she said, point okay. the gun at me. And I think you found out that it didn't happen that way. Well, uh, this is from the LA Times right after it happened. Cinematographer Helena Hutchins was huddled around a monitor, lining up her next camera shot when she was accidentally killed by the prop gun fired by Baldwin. And the actor was preparing to film a scene in which he pulls a gun out of a holster, according to a source. Crew members had already shouted cold gun on the set. The filmmaking team was lining up its camera angles and had yet to retreat to the video village. That's an on-set area where the crew gathers to watch filming from a distance via a monitor. Instead, the B camera operator was on a dolly with a monitor checking out the potential shots. Hutchins was also looking at the monitor from over the operator's shoulder, as was the movie's director, who was crouching just behind her. Baldwin removed the gun from his holder once without incident, but the second time he did so, ammunition flew toward the trio around the monitor. Okay, so they're looking at a monitor, not even the camera. She's looking over his shoulder at the monitor. Usually, when they're going to fire the shot, if I understand the story as written, they would all be in the village, which is away from, and they could watch all the monitors, see all the camera shots, and do all that. So clearly, nobody was saying, shoot the camera at us, or shoot the, the gun at us, at the camera. 
That's according to this. That's exactly what Clearly. it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, again, it's not to say the caller was wrong or bad. He remembered it differently. I'm glad that we have the actual, this is like right when it happened. So we have the actual scene of what was going on. So it sounds to me like there should be no cold or live rounds. There shouldn't be any live rounds anyway. Um, nothing should be shot until everybody's in the village. And that isn't what happened. She's there, the cinematographer looking with the director over the cameraman's shoulder, over the monitor's shoulder. They're looking over each other's shoulder at the monitor, which is feeding the camera feed, and he shoots toward three people. I don't know. Uh, To me, no. Nobody was telling him to do that. He was just practicing it on his own. He did it once. It was fine. He did it again, and he shot the gun. That's why he's facing these charges. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. John San Antonio, what's going on? Hi. Hey, Joe. Pleasure to hear your voice. Thank you, brother. I'm a... uh... I'm a former Marine officer, retired 20 years. Thank you. I was on the Marine pistol team. Oh, thank you, sir. Pentathlon team. A lot of experience with guns. Um, I'm not a Baldwin fan. Uh, Stephen, yeah, but not Alec. Right, right. Um, but, you know, accidents do happen, and I feel for the guy, but he, he is responsible because finger had to bend on the trigger. Yes. No doubt it was on the trigger. In fact, I posted a picture of me holding an AR-15 once. And it wasn't loaded, and we weren't shooting it, but I had my finger on the trigger. And a lot of people like you said, get your, what, what did they say? Get your booger hook off the, off the trigger. I think they said booger <laughs> hook. Um, and, and I got it. Um, and that's, that's exactly what you're taught. I was trying to look like Bobby Badass, holding the gun, pointing it straight up. It wasn't loaded. Uh, but my finger was on the trigger, and rightfully so. I, I, there was hell to pay. If you've got a gun that's shooting blanks or, or whatever they happen to load into it, and you're around three other people, the last thing you want to do is have your finger on the trigger. He could have practiced that holster move without having his finger on the trigger the entire time, right? Yes, sir. And go back to the movie um, Wind River. The dad tells the son, hey, son, where's your finger? It's on the BB gun. Even if it's a BB gun, treat it whether it's loaded or, or not the same. It's always loaded if you don't know. Well, the first thing that, that I was taught at any range and before I ever even owned a gun was assume it's loaded, period. And if you yes, do sir. that, yes, there's sir. never going to be a mistake. Well, that's true. Uh, but, you know, he, over two years, I think he'll get away with everything. Nothing will happen to him. He's a Hollywood elite, and he hates guns except when he makes money on movies. Very, very good point. John, thanks again for your service, brother. We appreciate you. You know, it's a good point. I'm going I'm to stop taking calls on this, but I'll take your tweets on it. We'll take your getter posts on it. We'll take your emails on it, JoePags.com. Scroll down and click on Contact. Um, your thoughts. I'm not going to continue this over the top. There are lots to get to on this show, but I definitely want to hear from you. Do you think you'll be convicted? Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show.